Perhaps you've seen the compelling videos of whole neighborhoods in Italy and Spain um, going out on their porches and front yards and making a lot of noise using instruments and you know, they're in pots and pans and screaming and clapping for medical personnel to thank them for their tireless work in, um, in this COVID-19 pandemic. It's really special to watch and, um, and compelling to watch these people who are doing their part by staying in their homes, but trying to make some kind of connection to one another, connection of gratitude and love to those who are working so hard and putting themselves in harm's way. Um, it might be hard in some neighborhoods here in Skagit County to do that. We're a rural place, and um, so trying to like join our clapping with maybe our neighbor who's a little farther away might be difficult, but it's really inspiring to see those videos. Um, it's something that I thought of this week with the triumphal entry. I thought, you know, this is probably a modern representation of what kind of happened when Jesus um, came into town on that donkey on the original triumphal entry. The people were not social distancing at the time, and it was the Passover celebration. So they were together with family. So maybe some extended family, some cousins and aunts and uncles were all together, and they all came out and rubbed shoulders with their neighbors and brought out palms, and they screamed and cheered. Hosanna, God saves. They were cheering Jesus, not just, uh, not, not as the, the folk in Spain and Italy have been cheering on the medical workers, not something for that, what he had done, but more so what they were hoping he would do. Palm Sunday is a really strange day because it is a day of juxtaposition. Um, after all, Jesus rolled into town on this donkey and everybody was saying, Hosanna, God saves, because what they wanted from Jesus was for him to come in there and to overflow, over, overthrow, <laughs> overthrow the, uh, the Roman occupation. And um, even though they had welcomed him like this with such pomp and circumstance, just a few days later, Jesus was crucified. He was executed. It makes all of our pageantry on this day seem a little strange, doesn't it? That stark difference between the Hosannas and the Crucify Hymns, it highlights the capriciousness of the human heart. When we don't get exactly what we think we need, exactly when we think we need it, we tend to turn on one another. If we were together at church this Sunday, for Palm Sunday, it's a really fun day, and sometimes it's sunny, and um, we would have our palms, and we would sing Hosanna, and the kids would walk around the sanctuary following Sean or Nate, who was playing the guitar, and we would all think of how cute they were, and secretly hope that one of them would do something silly or slightly naughty to entertain us. And then we would um, take our palms and fold them into the little crosses like we like to do from the bulletin and the insert instructions, and, um, and it would be a lovely day. But this week we are not together at 134 East Victoria Avenue, and we're not watching our kids in real time. We have a video of some of our kids, which is super sweet and cute, but it's not the same, and not being together is taking its toll. 
And I, for one, will hopefully never take it for granted again. It just makes me feel sick to my stomach to not be with you all, to not be in the sanctuary together, to not be sharing um, in our fellowship and in our worship and, um, and, and coming together at the Lord's Supper. It, it hurts. And although we can't be together on this Palm Sunday, now more than ever, we need for God to save. We sit isolated from those we love, away from the church that gives us community and strength, waiting for the saving work of God. Hosanna. God, save us. Palm Sunday, as you know, kicks off Holy Week. And this year, Holy Week will be vastly different from any other we have ever experienced. There will be no opportunity to eat together or wash feet on Maundy Thursday. There will be no stark Good Friday service with the stripping of the altar. There will be no Easter breakfast and light-filled sanctuary and flowers on the cross. There will be no gatherings after church with family, no baked hams or scalloped potatoes and fresh-baked rolls that we all get to share together. There will be no community egg hunts or visits from out-of-town friends. There will not be any of those things familiar, fun, and festive, but there will still be the God who saves. The incarnate God who rode in on a donkey shows us the heart of who God is. Not the conquering king that anyone thought they wanted or expected, but the kind of savior who sets hearts free to recognize our belonging to God and to everything. Jesus did not come into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday with an army to drive out the Romans like the people wanted him to do. He failed them in that regard. They, that was what they felt they wanted and needed. He came into Jerusalem that day on a donkey to set their hearts free. To make it so that they and every generation that comes after them would be set free from the need to control set free from the need to, to occupy or have some kind of external circumstances that, um, that they think would make themselves comfortable. And to show us through the pattern of death and resurrection on a grand scale that we do not achieve freedom through overthrowing governments or through conquering a virus. Now, the eradication of COVID-19 would be really nice and good and positive. And I... For one, would think it would be a wonderful Easter miracle to have, and we pray for it to happen. And um, and and yet, if that happened on Easter, it still wouldn't set our hearts free. It would end this suffering that we we're having. It would end this this time of isolation that we are having. But it would not solve anything on a grander scale. Our hearts would still desperately be in need of God's grace. These things that are external circumstances um, are not as important as the things that are eternal, as the things that are not subject to external sub uh, circumstances. <laughs> Jesus shows us that these things that are eternal, these things that are not subject to change like God's grace and love are the things that really save us. God's presence with us. 
I hope you can feel it today in whatever room you find yourself in. I hope you can feel God's entrance on a donkey or a breeze or a bird or the laugh of a child. I hope you can trust that God is saving you even if it doesn't look like the kind of saving you want. I hope you can shout Hosanna and wave the palms and accept that the freedom you will receive might not be from your physical isolation right away, but instead from your need to control, your precarious peace that relies on things going well instead of the deep well of God's love, and the distraction that you have relied on to keep swimming through your days without really paying attention. Holy Week marks the end of Lent, which we embarked on on Ash Wednesday when we were together. Yes, that was a thing. We used to get together to do these worship services. We got together on Ash Wednesday, and we remembered that we are dust, nothing more, and that to dust we will return. We solemnly remembered that God's breath and stardust is all that keeps us together. So who are we kidding with our grand plans and egos? After that Ash Wednesday, we had no idea how poignant and profound our mortality would seem this Lent. All of the humans on earth are experiencing this together. And our response is what it always is. Hosanna. God, save us. God responds to in the way that God always responds. Not exactly what we think we need. It's not an exemption from pain or suffering. It's not a fast pass to when this is all over. And it's not a promise that none of us, none of this that's going on will pierce our hearts. Instead, it's something more powerful and important. It is our lives embedded in God's. It is a promise of love that surpasses pain, suffering, and even the grave. It is a reminder of how we are connected to everyone all the time. A reminder of how our mortality does not separate us from love and life. A reminder that we were never really in control anyway and that our grasping keeps us from enjoying the good gifts that God has given us. A reminder that this too can show us more of God's love can grow us in ways that we hadn't expected or anticipated. A reminder that the God of the resurrection envelops us in our suffering, in our joy, in our everything, and brings us always to new life. Amen.